Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Tom Antion. Tom, you are the podcast host of Screw the Commute. You uh, offer a lot of support uh, to uh, folks that are uh, wanting to escape their nine to five and as well, folks that are already in business for themselves doing well. Your website, screwthecommute.com. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. And that that name is is really real. Because I've never had a job. That's one of my claims to fame. And so, um, now I did apply for a job once, though. I, yeah. uh, it said it had a 401k. And I thought, man, that's a good starting salary, 401,000. <laughs> <laughs> I can get that job. <laughs> yeah. It, so where did Screw the Commute come from? Well, that's the actual thing. Screw the Commute is I have never had a job. I have had my own business for now going on 48 years. I know you can't believe with my little baby face here, but uh, but it is true. Um, and uh, always found a way to make it on my own uh, because I just can't stand the uh, the super big environments where they have to take two weeks uh, committee meeting to go to the bathroom. And you know, so so I've. Uh, I've uh, made my own way with various different businesses and been in gunfights and knife fights and had a practical joke company where I had 35 people working for me. We did 4,000 custom design practical jokes. Uh, this is after I got out of the nightclub where people were trying to kill me. <laughs> so, so all kinds of things, been all around the world speaking and uh, anything to avoid actually working for a living for somebody else. I had about a three-year stint in corporate America after college. Prior to college, I had a five-year stint in the United States Navy. Um, but so I think I've got I got about eight years of kind of working for somebody mm-hmm. else. Um, why? Why? What's the What's the apprehension of like working for the man? <laughs> well, okay, a couple of things there. First of all, I had an appointment to the Naval Academy, so I went to college. Oh, no on a kidding! Scholarship. And I went up there to visit and I saw these people jogging to class and going saluting all these little mm-hmm. guys that were probably there from nepotism. I said, this is not for me. So, right. Um, yeah. So uh, the thing is, is uh, the corporate structure to me is it's a bunch of people doing little bitsy things, never accomplishing anything on their own. And I can't, I can't live like that. I got to go. I can't be taking committee meetings and meetings to talk about ridiculous Stuff. I mean, I I got best. Of, here's here's the thing. They don't really like me in the big corporate world. I'll tell you why. I got best of the web in Inc. Magazine on a website that at the time cost me six hundred and fifty bucks, and I beat out three other million dollar websites. And the CEO said, uh, uh, "Were asked why this guy won or why this website won." They said, "Well, it was it was easy to navigate, and we found what we wanted fast." You know, so they blew 
millions of dollars because they don't know any better and they depended on techno geeks and uh, propeller heads i call them which i love those people to exist but they never made a nickel online and worrying about taking care of people that give you money <laughs> that's what i worry about uh so what are some of the main concerns obviously you're you're talking to an audience uh you know a lot of these folks might Oh, they, they might be in a job right now. They're they're not enjoying it. They they have dreams of going out on their own. What are some of the things that are in their way right now that that you help them to overcome? Well, I teach them uh, how to um, get out of that feeling by starting a side business uh, with extremely low risk, and that's by getting into the digital world. See, I've been selling ebooks and online courses since about 22, almost 23 years now. And they're 97% profit, and they still sell for as much or more than physical products. So this is a very low risk way to start doing things and getting cash flow coming in. My, my goal with my students is to make it too expensive for them to go to work anymore <laughs> because they can make eventually more with the digital products then they can go into work. And also the work is a W-2 income, which means taxes get taken out. Uh, you don't get any tax deductions. One, one of my claims to fame with a lot of my students is how to make your hobbies tax deductible because you can put up a, a world-class website for 150 bucks now about your hobby and either sell a digital product or you can recommend an affiliate product, which is somebody else made the product and you just get a commission. Well, now you have all this, the, the uh, advantages of the tax system working for you. So you can enjoy it. You know, there's no law that says you have to hate what business you're in, right? So, so yeah. you can uh, do an enjoyable thing. Don't feel guilty. The, all your family interest, camping, golf, anything, those things can be used on the side to get this cash flow coming in. You can actually get your kids involved in it. I mean, they're smarter. They, uh, they, uh, you know, they came out of the womb swiping screens. You know? <laughs> so, mm. so, for instance, one of, my nickname is the King of Kaching because uh, when my an order comes in, my, I have my email set to go Kaching, Kaching, Kaching. And so <laughs> somebody named me that. And I wanted it as my cell, my cell phone ringtone. And I'm thinking to myself, it'll take me all day to figure this out. And yeah. one of the girls in the office came in and said, give it here. And she came back in 10 minutes and it goes Kaching. So do I know how she did it? No. Do I care? No. Does, does it go ka-ching? Yes. And so you get young people involved and uh, I call them techno geeks. The first guy, listen to this, the first guy that I ever uh, brought in, he was in 10th grade. I saw him at CompUSA, which is uh, used to be a computer firm, a national computer firm. It's out of business now, but he was answering all these questions. So I slipped him a business card. I said, I'll double your salary. You come work for me. Came to work for me. Stayed with me three years, went to college, came back, worked another couple of years. He just sold his third startup. I don't know if you've ever heard of Pluto.tv. It's kind of oh like my goodness. <laughs> yeah. The kid that I started in business just sold it to Viacom. You're sitting yeah. down, right? $340 yeah. million. He called me from a yacht in, in Rome and I said, Don't you let all those supermodels blow all that money? <laughs> so yeah, so he wrote an article in Forbes giving me credit for starting him in business because he would have just been a regular corporate slug. Uh, yeah. No, I said, no, no, it's not the way to go. You're too smart for that. So uh, 
So yeah, you can do this on the side at very low risk to your family income and everything, keep things going because a lot of these people already have established uh, expenses and houses and boats and everything else. So it's risky. I mean, I was uh, interviewing a guy the other day that mortgaged his house twice. And he says, uh, don't do that, folks. <laughs> he lost his house. You know, so yeah. uh, so uh, you don't have to do that with these digital uh, uh, assets. Yeah. And uh, boy, there's so many questions I'd, I'd love to bring up. You know, one of them would be, you know, thinking of who this audience is tend to be folks that are already they've been in business for themselves for mm -hmm. some time. And, and you know, clearly, you know, it is your business to inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs and and help them lay out a roadmap uh, um, for those of us who are in business and maybe we don't actively communicate to that audience. I think it's important uh, that we inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs, uh, you know, folks that are on the fence, our, you know, folks that are our age and, you know, they've been working in corporate America for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, and, you know, meanwhile, we've enjoyed business ownership for quite some time. What are some things that business owners and leaders can do to inspire entrepreneurialism? Well, uh, one thing uh, I did is I started a school. I'm not suggesting everybody do that because there's a lot of red tape uh, in that. But, uh, you know, I have uh, young, young people that, uh, you know, they're going to college, four-year college, uh, getting enormous debt, no skills. And there just a thing came out. I think it was ABC or NBC came out with a thing. They think they're going to make 100000 as their first job. It's $50,000 inflated of what they're going to make. Yeah. Uh, in their first job, and it's uh, usually 50,000 or less. And so I really encourage people to, uh, to uh, get out of that brainwashing that you have to go to a four-year college anymore. Yeah, I, I did. And, uh, you know, great. But don't believe that it's going to give you a lot of skills unless it's forced on you like medical school or CPAs and stuff like that. You can, uh, we have, a, we have one girl, her dad spent $80,000 on his uh, college for her over, um, think that was over four years of it that doesn't count the time you're out of the workforce that doesn't count your living expenses so probably spent close to three four hundred thousand dollars on her education she gets out and gets a crappy job she gets in my school and uh, within a month she's making an extra thousand dollars a month within yeah. two months she's making three thousand four months she's making six thousand a month as a side hustle and quits her regular job and now has her own agency yeah. You know, so uh, the young people, see, it used to be the older people were revered because of their experience and everything. Now it's the young people that are revered because there's a, a savviness in social media and everything. And I know you're a big fan of social media. I, I call it a necessary evil. Mm -hmm. uh, I use it only to suck people off to an email list because it's in my control, not Mark Zuckerberg's control. Right. Um, so, so I say, bring them on bring them on. But the thing, the thing us older farts have to <laughs> have to remind us of is we can't stand some of the work ethic. Like I was interviewing a, a gen, gen Z, X, Y, ABC. I don't know what generation it was, but she, she, I was saying, well, you know, I believe in being on time. I said, if you're not early, you're late. And she says, well, you know, time is kind of flexible for us. And I'm thinking, all right, I got a store and it says open at nine or open maybe if they decide to show up at nine, we'll open at 9.30. <laughs> you know, so so uh, if you are a young person 
And you just do a little bit more than your brethren, you will stick out like a sore thumb to us older people that can make a career for you. So if you can go back to some of the old school ethics, be on time, do, I heard one of your guys, uh, Nick, somebody uh, on one of your podcasts uh, on integrity. And I'm all about that. I have a TV show in development on uh, called Scam Brigade in Hollywood uh, against the, all, a lot of fraudsters in this industry. Mm. But if you can just do what you say you're going to do, and uh, people like me will give you every break on earth because, and it doesn't take much to stay. It's not uh, a high bar. It's not a high <laughs> bar nowadays. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted, uh, I don't want people to think, however, that they have you know, and I think you're alluding to this, right? It's, you know, yes, you can leave a job and you can leave your boss, but that doesn't mean that you're devoid of responsibility. If you are a service provider and you've got clients, you know, you have responsibilities still. You have you have different responsibilities. Yes, you're the boss of your brand, but if you disappoint your clients or customers or audience, um, you know, we all have obligations to some degree, to, to people, if we're asking for currency in return, if it's, you know, investment or attention or whatever. And if we, if we don't do what we say we're going to do, well, there, there could be consequences for that. You ought to stay in the corporate world. They're used to it. <laughs> yeah. so I have so much trouble. I document every call I have with, with tech support and the phone company and they all lie to you. They don't, I'll call you back for sure. Okay, I'm marking this down at 10.03 a.m. on uh, March 12th. You said you're going to call me back within 24 hours, correct? Yes, sir. That's right. Do they call back? No, never. I have a list of these things. So the bigger the company that gets, it just goes out the window because they're so big. They're so big. They uh, could care less about the customer. But at uh, the, my size business and above, uh, man, you got to take care of people. And your word, uh, you know, is what counts in the world. I mean, I remember vividly, if you see this picture behind me, um, my dad came from Syria on a cattle boat. They're actually doing a Hollywood documentary called The American Entrepreneur about my dad coming and turning me into an entrepreneur. And I, I've turned thousands of people into entrepreneurs. And um, I remember vividly, I mean, uh, I came from a small town, 500 people to this day is only in, in Claysville, Pennsylvania. And um, it was named after the great statesman, Henry Clay. But I don't I don't really think he slept here. His horse like took a dump there on the way through and that was good enough for us. <laughs> so, uh, so your word meant something in those days, you know, your handshake meant something. And that's still today. If people can depend on you, you'll get the money because they don't want to uh, hire somebody and wonder, are they going to show up? Are they going to do what they say they're going to do? No, uh, that's one of my claims of fame. Then uh, I got a giveaway for everybody later about how to automate things so I can not fight with my computer. I can be spending that time taking care of prospects and customers, which is where the money is. And I, I wrote a book one time, <laughs> a 60 page book on uh, uh, called the one sentence business plan. And if every company on earth would just do this simple thing, they would, the whole world would change to a better place. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I create, I create my one sentence um, business plan. I create quality products that people actually want at a reasonable price, and I service them after the sale. That's it. If they would just do those things, I've been doing that since I'm 10 years old doing side hustles. Uh, they wouldn't have to spend a million dollars on some consultant to write them a business plan that nobody knows and nobody cares about.
Yeah. Um, okay. So when somebody goes to screwthecommute.com, what, how do they, how can they work with you? What are the most common ways that you engage with uh, your, either your audience or, or folks that you serve? Well, I have tons of, uh, of products, mostly digital now. I sold, you know, millions of dollars of DVDs and stuff and CDs in the past, but most of it's digital now. And then I have mentor programs. So it's, uh, uh, I, you know, I have a, the only facility of its kind in the world, the Great Internet Marketing Retreat Center in Virginia Beach, a big mansion where people actually live in the house uh, with me for an immersion weekend as part of a year-long program. And we have a TV studio here where they shoot videos and we edit them and, you know, do all that stuff. So very unique uh, program. And it's uh, it's one on one. I tried group stuff a long time ago and people always ask, well, how you scale, how you scale? Well, the thing is, is I have a, a unique um, a program where they pay an entry fee. See, guys at my level were charging 50 or 100 grand up front to small businesses to help them. And, and a lot of these people were ripoffs anyway, and it wouldn't even help you. So I said, I, I'm going to turn that upside down. And what I did is I charged an entry fee, which is like 10 times smaller than they were charging. And then I didn't get my big money unless you made big money. So I didn't get my 50,000 unless you netted 200,000. Well, people really love this. And 1,700 plus students later, it's still going strong. But I didn't like the group stuff because if I'm talking to you, an advanced guy, uh, the, the newbies are are lost. They don't know what to do. And if I'm talking to them, you're bored. Like, why did I give this guy money? So we, everything is one-on-one -on -one tutoring. We take over your computer, me and my staff, you can make appoint unlimited appointments. So nobody on earth will do this kind of stuff. Cause I'm a crazy fanatic. Uh, I actually, I, <laughs> I accidentally threw a, uh, a teleclass on Thanksgiving one time because I didn't notice it was Thanksgiving and 60 people signed up for it. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> I made $3,800 that day. So, uh, so uh, that's how I do it. And it's uh, screw the commute leads you to all that stuff, but uh, I definitely want them to, uh, to uh, pay attention to automate their business. And then also one big uh, thing when it, before I was thinking about coming on your show is that I don't care what kind of business you are. A local business, I don't care how many employees, I don't care what kind of widgets you sell, you need to have a digital division of your company. Because if you're a local business, you think, oh, I got a three mile radius, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. Whatever you're doing can be put into a digital product where people can give you money from all over the world. Example, a local ice cream shop can make a, uh, an ebook on uh, how to make ice cream cakes and bring in revenue from all around the English speaking world, translate it to Spanish. And now you, you know, doubled your income and now they're not a local business. You got to think globally at high 97% profit is making a lot of the local businesses with high rents and uh, all the expanding uh, expenses nowadays are going crazy, cutting into any profits that they had. So you add a digital division and that can save your company or really take it to another level. Yeah. Tom Antion, your website, Screw the Commute. You can search in your podcast app right now and you can find Screw the Commute, the podcast. Uh, you've been at it for quite a while, getting on 600 episodes as of uh, when we're recording right now. Congratulations on your longevity. And uh, Tom, this has been fantastic. Anything else that we missed in terms of like where folks should go to engage and connect and follow you? Yeah, they, they definitely should grab a copy of that automation book. This book has allowed me to handle 150,000 subscribers and 
65,000 customers without pulling my hair out and uh, allowed me to actually ethically steal customers from everybody else because I'm lightning fast getting back to prospects and customers. So, so they can grab that at screwthecommute.com slash automate free. Screwthecommute.com slash automate free. That'll take you everywhere else. Yeah. Awesome. Tom Antion, Screw hey. the Commute. Thank you so much for joining us. Screw the Commute, man. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.